Sometimes you want to pan, you want something to sound at like the left speaker, you know, this one I want to sound at the right speaker. You yeah. know, you want to put effect only on the ambience. You don't want to put it on the voice or you want to put it only on the voice. You don't want it on the ambience. So when you have your multi-track, the ability to mm. blend all of these things together is called mixing in the right mm. proportion. When you are done and you have your mix down, you export them out as either an MP3 file or WAV file or OMF or AFF, you know, then you go to the mastering. Hi, and welcome to the Everything VoiceOvers podcast. I'm T-Code, an African voiceover talent from Nigeria, and this is my podcast, where I take on voiceover topics from an African perspective. In this episode, I interview Nigerian voiceover artist, producer, coach, and radio manager, Charles Alade. With over a decade experience as an audio producer and sound design expert, Charles takes us into the basics of audio production for voiceovers. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Everything Voiceovers podcast. I am T-Code, your host, and as usual, I bring on board voice talents across Africa to discuss voiceover-related topics. Now, today on this episode, I have with me an expert voice actor, audio producer, and radio manager from Nigeria. He's currently the Chief Operating Officer at Heavy Mix Studios Limited, a multimedia company, and currently the General Manager of Royal Roots 92.9 FM, Ibadan, in Southwest Nigeria. With over a decade in the voiceover business, he has founded the VoiceOver Bootcamp and recently went on viral on social media for commercial for Titan Rice. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Charles Alade. Mr. Charles, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, for those who are just hearing his voice for the first time on the podcast, I'll just do a little bit of throwback. If you remember, if you're in Nigeria and you care about voiceovers or even in the entertainment space, you probably had seen a video of a guy who did this commercial for Titan Rice. I can't run through exactly how it was, but I can remember the, the commercial was like an old commercial and just like magic, it was in a studio, kind of created what that commercial production felt like <laughs> and it went viral right so if you remember that episode i probably would just slot a clip of that i mean the sound clip of that and put it in this podcast come here it's your particular love makes sense not be small much 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 later no, wait, wait, this is your particular love. Make sense, not be small. Where you for buying this rice? I beg, I no fish out to. Oh, I'll go for you. This is always the praise, my baby You don't make her feel like superstar. Huh? Not because not. This gentleman that I'm speaking to in today's episode is the brain and is the face behind that commercial. I'm yeah. really happy to have you here. Uh, I remember seeing that commercial and I was like, oh, wow. I need to talk to you. I need to bring you on board. We have a lot to talk about. So welcome yeah. again to 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 um, the podcast. My before, pleasure. Yeah. And before we go into the whole um, doing voiceovers and all of that, it's my tradition on the podcast to do a little bit of knowing how your name is being pronounced for our diaspora audience. So what's the meaning of your name, Charles Alade? Okay. Um, my name is Charles Alade. Um, Alade is a Yoruba name. Okay. I think that's all. But Charles Alade is how the name is pronounced. Alade. Mm. So Charles Alade, and what's the meaning of Alade? Um, well, 
from 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 the story that my dad said to me, we're like kingmakers, uh, where we come from. Um, so mm. the owner of mm. the crown. All right. So tell me a bit about growing up for you in Nigeria. Yeah, I think um, I was born at number 16, Fimbas Road, Akoka, Lagos. Um, stayed there for about five years before we moved to um, Abliegba, Lagos. Uh, but it, mm. was, it was a tough experience as a young boy. It was mother is a primary school teacher, government primary school teacher, and my father, a clergy. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's from a home of, you know, disciplinarians. These guys just want books, books, books. And um, mm. while others, you know, can lose it all, be themselves, play around, watch movies, go to other people's, other neighbors' house to see a movie. We uh, we do not have that privilege because mm. for us, it's, it's a crime, <laughs> you know, to, wow. to leave the house without our parents' approval. I mean, I remember that was the day myself and my brother, by the way, we were four of us, two boys, two girls. I said, my brother, you know, we, we went to our mom's friend's house. We just wanted to go and see a movie. So we, we, we were so sure that if she asks us, where are you coming from? We're going to tell her that ah, we went to see a friend. Thinking that, I mean, that way, let her just, you know, free us. I mean, I cannot forget the beating in my life. So uh, our parents don't want us to go out, church, school, home. Mm. That was the, you know, growing up for me until GSS3, you know, I, I started music early. Um, so I started gaining freedom. Music is one thing that we allow that freedom, especially if your parents don't have anything against it. So mm. uh, my dad, who is a clergy, I started telling him, I mean, dad have people demanded for my giftings, you know, in all the churches around. So I go play around. We're living at Ablegba and I'll go play on the island, you know. Um, wow. Yabba, if you know Lagos very well. I mean, everywhere. Yeah. So I was already mm. playing around. In fact, the first time I'm going to travel by air in my life, 2006, it was still the drum set, you know, that brought that opportunity. It was like a joke. Like, guy, mm. you're traveling. Like, is this person kidding me? <laughs> you wow. know, so music was it for me growing up. Music wow. Wow. and playing the drum because the drum set was my first love. So after then, um, back to, I came to Ibadan for the first time in 2008 when I gained admission to study music technology at the Polytechnic Ibadan. So I'm a musicologist by training aside, you know, being a mass communicator. Hmm. That's interesting. And I remember we were talking a few, um, just recently before today. And you were telling me about how you delved into production. It's obvious that you're a music person originally, and that endeared you towards being a music producer, which you are. But now you're doing verse. In fact, you're probably most popular for voiceovers, and you've been in this industry for over a decade. Why did you choose to do voiceovers when music was originally your thing? Yeah, I think in life, there is need for us to transition into all our giftings. The truth mm. is that an average person has at least four gifts um, that you should be able to utilize well, maximize. Mm. Uh, but these things are not things you bring out at the same time because mm. there's also tendency for you to confuse yourself if you try to do everything at the same time. Um, the analogy that I had for gifting is like a young boy or kid with 
plenty toys. If a kid has plenty toys and wants to play with all the toys about the same time, he or she will destroy the toys and will be left with nothing. Also, somebody said that when there are too many road paths, you may miss your way. So it is better off to understand that even if I have four gifts, every of my four gifts will not thrive about the same time. Um, between mm. this age and this age, or at this season of my life, what am I supposed to be doing? What makes sense of this age, of this time? And then mm. when you transition, you know, okay, I think I need to drop this now. So like I mentioned, it was first singing and drumming, and then radio took a lot, you know, a larger part of my life. And now I hardly talk on radio, except for one show that I host on the radio station that I manage. But now it's voiceover for me. Music is boring to me producing it. I would not lie to you. To sit mm. down and make beats, you know, you make the beat for, for hours or for days, as, as, as the case may be. And then the artist comes to record. And then when they're done recording, you start mixing. And then after mixing, you start mastering. Over what? And I realized that even now, what I would make on doing song for hours, I will make times five of that on one commercial, on one voiceover of 60, 30, or 45 seconds. So hmm. um, music was what I started with because I also realized that why I went to production was because I knew it was expensive and still expensive to push music anywhere in the world. You know, you're looking for money to record song. You want to pay your producers. You want to pay instrumentalists. When you are done, you are cracking your head out to shoot musical videos. When you are done with musical videos, you now need to start paying media houses for promotion, even though it's not supposed to be so, but that's what we do in Nigeria. I, I realize that's a rat race that no matter how fast you run, you still end up as a rat. You know, so hmm. I said, I don't have the capacity for this stress. So hmm. I felt, let me start helping others to achieve their dream. There hmm. are other people who also want to sing. Maybe when I help them to make their song, I can make money from them that I can now put back into my own music. Hmm. And that was how I ventured into production in 2011. I had my own studio. Um, I had, I employed a music producer because I was just finding my hands, you know, around, you know, using all those doors and all. So I employed a guy who was a colleague in school and was gonna drop out. Hmm. You know, meanwhile, 2008, when we had a CYS program, he could not continue with us. So I remember him, like guy, and I have a studio, I have equipment. Can you come use my studio? And then you pay me a token. He said, oh, wow, why not? And then comes around, do music for my clients. And then from there, I started learning the ropes. And that was how I could stand on my own. So it was first the idea of, I can't continue to run this race of making music because I want to be a superstar. Let me start helping others. By helping them, I can make money and I can help myself. So that's how I ventured into music production. And then after mm. a while, the, the experience I had with Radio Nigeria in 2011, that same year, um, the likes of Felice Osagade, uh, Emeka Darlington, um, Colin Stecker, uh, there's this guy with Nigerian Info now, Quadri. Uh, these are the mm. guys that were on radio at that time, the big boys in Ibadan. And, you know, I just love the way to do it. I'm like, okay. 
I think I can do the same thing. So I remember I would join Collins to package his program. He asked me to come up with, you know, a segment on it, you know, like that, like that. And I just started loving radio. And then I got on radio fully, you know, did that till 2020. I was with Radio Nigeria till 2020, December 2020, when I answered wow. and said, enough of this. And when I thought I had finished with Radio Nigeria, <laughs> another job came with another radio, you know, Solutions FM. And then my guy said, come, I know you are tired of radio. You have suffered, you know, from all kinds of radio stations. I know you don't want to do radio again, you know, but this one is coming. They will pay you well, you know. I think you should give it a shot. So I tried for the last time. So I did that for a few months, all right? I think I came in um, July 2021. And then by May, no, March 2022, I became the head of station at Royal Roads 92.95. So it's been like that. So voiceover came in in between from radio. While I was doing radio, uh, by the way, a lot of the top voiceover guys come to my studio to produce their jobs. Hmm. Just come around, you know, come with a script, ah, guy, let's do your studio, you know, pay me and then go with their job, package it. That's what Collins was doing. That's what um, this other guy was doing. Quite a number of them. I can't remember them now. You know, they just come around, use my studio, pay me, buy, because I was into all what they were doing so I could grasp all of the idea behind hmm. the craft. Like, okay, so this is what you do here. Oh, this is what you do here. It's how you, you know, you land your voice. This is, you know, the prestigious pause. This is, you know, the, the voice modulation. You know, I started noticing the things they were doing to make the best out of their voice. Also, not forgetting that my background was music. So the first thing we learned in music is to score. Scoring is yeah, mm. like word for word, note for note. So I yeah. mean, the days of Donnie McClurkin where there was really no internet, like that, we could just we hear the song and imitate and get it. So I, I grew up learning music to imitate professional singers. So if I mm. can imitate good singing, then imitating talking is cheap for me. So mm. that was my background. Mm. Music plus production, then back to voiceover. So when I got into voiceover, it was, it was, it was, just easy for me. It was just fun. It was just me expressing all I had in my inside, you know, many years ago. Wow. That's quite a long journey. You've done radio for a time. And I enjoyed hearing you talk about the different people you worked with. Now you were able to learn one or two things from them. A very good point that you made was about uh, imitating and listening. One of the theories that I have about some of the best voice actors or if i would say it this way i think if you were going to be a very good voice actor in this business it doesn't just start with your voice i think it starts first of all with your ears yes. how good you are at observing with your ears listening picking sounds enunciation modulations you know emotions do you know that we have yeah. because in music technology is called ear training hmm. and <laughs> that's the cause of it so if you fail it you're done for and one of the, the classes we have is such that you're going to back the piano all right 
and yeah. then a note a player on the piano will strike a note and ask you what notes was that hmm. interesting i mean only people who understand music will get what i'm trying to explain so i, I strike a note yeah and then i ask you what note was that is it mm. the dominant? Is it the submediant? Is it this? I mean, I'm talking about the technical names now. The submediant, yeah. which we call the do, the re, the mi, the fa, the so. Yeah. Like, what mm -hmm. note is that? So you are closing your eyes, you are backing the piano, and you must be correct. Hmm. That's that's that's. I think seriously, if we if we put that in voice acting, it will make a lot of sense. And and this is not to say that you need to sound exactly like someone else, but you have to learn what you um what makes those other people sound very good and then yeah. adopt that uh someone said um some of the smartest artists are those who are able to copy and reinvent what they've copied right so uh, that, that's a very smart thing to learn from what you've said uh before we leave that conversation about radio because i also have a radio background so this is a very interesting conversation for me i did radio for about five years before deciding to stay with Voice of Us full time, uh, I also observed uh, around my transition into becoming a voice actor, like doing voiceovers. One of the few challenges that I had was being able to leave the announcerial or the announcer voice, right, or the commercial system, and understand that voiceover is not just about always putting energy and the effort like you're selling big buy five of you yeah, yeah very right, yeah, very right. <laughs> i i think that a lot of voice actors i mean a lot of oeps rather radio personalities they're stuck with that um type of rendition and it's always a struggle i've observed that pattern i also had that issue what do you say to that you've been in both circles and one way or the other i believe you've been able to you know balance it how how do you think that dynamic can work better for APs that want to uh, transition fully into voice actors? All right, so people need to first understand that voiceover, in the simplest definition, is putting your voice over a sound or over a picture where mm. you're not necessarily there, but people can hear you and can say, this is this person. This is a boy, mm. this is a girl, this is a child, this is an adult, all right? So it has nothing to do with the announcer style thing. I mean, I was talking mm. with Peter Baker in one of our sessions that he had with us. He said there are geeks that come and they'll tell you no announcer style, like capital letter. They don't want the announcer voice thing. Yeah, talk like human being. Talk conversational. Like you talk <laughs> to your friend. <laughs> you mm -hmm. So it's not every geek that comes with Roy Road, Night 2.9. I mean, you can't do that all of the time. There are some products, some brands that that will not work for. Wow. And then if you That's listen it. to, you know, the um, telecommunications advert, you know, here, uh, you know, normal, normal, the normal way you'd have talked, you know, the way you would have spoken on a normal day, so when the announcer things to come, yes, it may be needed for uh, a call to action or, you know, um, just the latter part or payoff. Mm -hmm. But, it, I mean, you don't have to be that an announcer or the radio person to excel in voiceover. That's mm -hmm. the truth. 
Um, Peter yeah. Baker sent me a link on Voice One Two Three at the point. I saw it quite late in the night. It was a sentence. The criteria for the job is Nigerian English or Ghana. It was specified. Mm. Talk like a young adult, like you are angry, and express this line. So how mm. does announcer style come into that? In fact, if you do that, you just said like, this one does not know what he's doing. And you would yeah. have thought that, okay, you wanted to really kill it. So mm. everybody that can talk can be a voice of artist. If mm. you can talk and you can be heard, you are clear, you can be understood, I think you can do well in voiceover. You just need to identify where your area of strength is and excel at it. Yeah, identify where your area of strength is. Also very importantly, you need to learn a lot about the craft and uh, good good enough, it's one of the things that you offer as a service with the voiceover yeah. bootcamp. But before we get into yeah. the voiceover bootcamp and other matters like uh, production, let's talk about that viral video. <laughs> that okay. was uh, a few months ago. All of a sudden, Everybody started tagging me to this video. I opened my, was it on Instagram? Was it on Twitter? It was everywhere. I checked it out and I saw this person. You were on a heart. You, it was a commercial that you had done many years ago, I believe. And then yeah. you viewed yourself in the studio. You were literally with a plate of food. Um, maybe you had a cup or something. And you just did it. Like it was almost as though everything we were hearing in that commercial was done real life in that studio. <laughs> Let, let's talk about, before we get into the technicalities and the production of that and other skits, uh, did I say skits, commercials that you've recorded and you did a video for, what was that moment like for you? What inspired you to create that video that went viral? Beautiful. I, I think I was just in my house. Uh, let me say I was in my bathroom. That's where my inspiration comes from. So it just dawned on me, Charles, first off, nobody knows your face. They have only been hearing your voice, one. Two is that you hardly find voice of artists, you know, doing the behind the scene of their works. I mean, people who are in the movie industry do that. They show you how it's done. It's not magical. It's real. It's, it's natural. It's not supernatural. Mm. Now, Charles, can you show something that depicts how this is created? And so I got to the studio that morning. I told my guy, in fact, I literally brought that dish from home. <laughs> and the food, <laughs> the food, my wife put it in the cooler for me. So I put it back into that bowl and I wanted to create a scene of a party where somebody is eating and talking. You know, when you're talking and there's food in your mouth, there's a way you sound you know and yeah. that was what i wanted like okay somebody's in the party enjoying a particular meal or rice and it's asking the owner of the party like afar this rice is nice you know where you from i am you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. and you know and then another person said you know he said ah not because not titan rice you know that kind of thing then mm -hmm. she answered with them uh, uh, i can't even remember the lines again you know she answered okay. with her uh, yeah, what's her response again? Oh, you know, she answered and said, uh, I know she shouts, so like she's now feeling herself, <laughs> feeling good. Yeah. And then the other person cast and said, No, it's not like you're a special cook. It's because it's Titan rice. And yeah. that was it. You know, acting the first guy who was eating 
the lady who was the party owner, the guy who now confirmed was Titan Rice. Then my voice came in as the announcer, you know, Titan Rice. And then the music in that jingle, that voice was also done and produced by myself from the beats to mm -hmm. the songs to the instrumentation. I did everything. Mm. Nah, that, that's interesting. Let's talk a bit about the technicality and we will talk about the aftermath of that video going viral. I, I know I made an assumption initially that you created the video, I mean, you produced the video years ago. I just want you to confirm that uh, because there were different voices in that voiceover, that particular commercial. Was it a, a collaborative effort where the other voice actors in that job or it was just you? <laughs> I, I'm the only one in that job. You know, in fact, to be honest, um, the only voice that was there that I still acted and I would have done if I had no birdie was my wife. Oh. Uh, so, yes. So she was the lady. I said, babe, just help me. She was like, oh, just stop stressing me. This is your jingua. I said, please, I have a picture in my mind. Just help me say, oh, God, no fish out. So, you know. And then yeah. she did that. And I, by the time I was done with it, she was wild, you know. Mm. So every other voice was mine. The other man, the first man, the other man, the yeah. guy who did the announcing, every other thing. Except yeah. herself, that I said, babe, just let me say, oh, God, no fish out. I did it myself. I didn't like the way it was sounding. You know, I could have treated yeah. it. I know how to pre-shift, you know, had a few things. But I said, yeah. I want it really natural. But while yeah. I was creating behind the scene, I acted it, you know, and I think that was what, you know, got a lot of people like, is this a wizard or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was impressive to see that BTS, but now let's get technical. Let us talk about, first of all, when did you do this commercial that we're talking about? Because it, it was totally a throwback. A lot of people could tra trace that to many years ago right so when was the original commercial produced yeah i think it was not really far it was like two years ago i think okay. it was two years, two years ago. ago and then the behind the scene was done last year i had ah. shot that video and uploaded it since early last year wow so i'm telling you <laughs> the truth <laughs> wow early last year maybe so it took over a year March. for the internet to really discover that video I tell you the truth. So, I mean, I was in church when people started tagging me, Wole, Arule, uh, demo pumping, all of them like, Charles, you are here, you are going viral, you are here. I was just seeing all kind of mention. You know, so they posted it, mentioned my page, mentioned the Voice of Our Bootcamp page, the same thing with Yaba Left, with them with Gistrill on Twitter. Everywhere that weekend, I got home on Sunday, replying DM for hours. Ah, we love what wow. you do. Can you do this for us? We love what, what do you charge? We are like, God. <laughs> wow. So, and since wow. then, I've not rested, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> the, the aftermath of that one video is crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. crazy. And I have a lot of them. I still have a lot of them on my page, but fortunately, unfortunately, just that one was there. But I'm sure mm. if people get to see the other ones, they'll just give up and say, that's this guy. It's not okay. I, I, I've gone through them, and I must say, um, that 
people's raw talents that I saw. Not just the fact that you voice different characters either in Yoruba or in English or in Pidgin, but even the production process. Yes. Brilliant. Yes. Quite yes, brilliant. I think for, for me, yeah. my production mm. is my greatest strength. Uh, I, I will not lie to you. I can't compromise it. Uh, if you're going to work with me, I'm going to drill the person. Like, no, if the editing is not there, I won't let it go. I don't wait for my clients to say, oh, we don't like this part. I, I want to make it as real as possible. I want to give you, and I want to get a wow, thank you. That's my, my motive. I don't just want you to pay me. and say, yeah, it's a good job. I want you to pay me and still say thank you after I'm delivering your job. So mm. I, that that's for me, that's my focus. So I, mm. I wait on it, kill it, re-edit, revoice if I have to, till I am satisfied. And I don't mm. leave any space like, okay, uh, let's, let's just go like that. Mm. I, I won't let mm-hmm. it go. Okay, it now, go. something I'm very curious about is the process, the production process. For that very well, okay. before we move on to other things. In the video, we saw you with the plate of rice. We saw you doing all of those things as though it was done right there. But, I mean, being a producer myself, I know a lot of this thing, it's not exactly like what you did in front of us. Although I know you could have captured some of those sounds in behind the microphone. But sometimes we get some of the sounds online, right? We Yeah. Like, so, so tell me a bit of the the process to that because it seems to a lot of people that just right there you cooked it up and was it exactly how you did it or did you have some um um tracks you know um soundtracks okay. and all of that from the so, internet so i think the only element that i had to you know import was the the ambience of a roadside ambience like a crowd yeah, that's the only thing I added. Um, a blend of it with music. So I got a, I got this song from this lady, uh, Dudu Care Lady. What's her name? Steamy. You know, she has this mm. all the parts to it. And yeah, yeah. so, I, so that was the song I, you see, because before I start my job, I'd finished it on my head. So I needed mm-hmm. a roadside ambience party, like a plenty of people making noise, just like they would do in a normal African person party, a local person's party. It's always yeah. rowdy and noise, you know. So I, I put that noise on the background, laid the music also a bit on it, sounding not too loud to say that, okay, music is going on and then party, people are shouting also on the background. Then the mm. food part, it was exactly the way I produced it. I But in the real production, I was eating beans. <laughs> in the real production? Yes. You were literally I was eating <laughs> Honestly. Oh, okay. I was eating. You recording all of that? Yes, I recorded it. So I went mm. close to my mic. I did more. I first used this spoon to do crank, 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 to just create mm-hmm. impression. No, no normal person will eat like that, but I needed that. <laughs> that I needed effect. That, that, that effect, yes. I need that effect, you know, to give me like, okay, people are eating or this particular person is eating. And then... To put the food in my mouth and speak with the food in my mouth. Because the idea was this person is eating and talking because he could not just wait to express how delicious the food is. So, that was no way I would have talked normally and we give me that effect. So, I needed to put food in my mouth and now talk with it. And then the other guy, the other guy, 
who was there no my love um there's something we call pitch shift yeah i may act close to it but if i still want to make it go either more deep yeah or i and that's why the knowledge of music comes in you know on the piano you know that okay if you are going from your c you're going back to b to a then you you know you're going lower the octave mm-hmm. so i just mm-hmm. took it a little bit to say okay i don't want this person to get close to my voice at all like yeah. another street brother that is you know those thick voice tough people you know yeah. they shift that person a bit and yeah. but we were so good or i could imitate so much that i could act out the production oh, and that okay. is that was what trip people like this is no different from what he played afterwards and what he was doing on the camera so mm. even if there was a little tweak in those editing especially for the other man that was saying um now because now titan rise mm. you know so those are the dynamics you know in the production interesting um like you've mentioned pitch shift just for clarity right i understand that you're probably referring to the tool on um any of the door that you use digital or the workspace there's a tool pitch shift where one can actually make this um his voice sound deeper or lighter so i just wanted to be clear that you meant that or you actually meant but with your voice which is also possible you know you had you did the the pitch shift thing which of the two yeah like i said um you see um no matter how ma- you know effects of machines cannot do for you some things no matter how crazy the effect is okay so for instance if your voice is not thick if you go through the you go using the pitch shift there is yeah. a limit to what you can do and you start sounding yeah. robotic you know so yeah. i had already given it that low from it. no more than no because not tartarize you know mm. i gave it that feel already and then i just need to add something a bit because i don't want it to come close so it's like you're mm. just going from one note to the next not like you're not I'm, going full length you know so pitch <laughs> shift is on audition just like you mentioned is on cube mm. is on almost any door you can find around great uh now we've even gotten into production so let's talk about voice of a production uh, one of my bosses in the industry lately has been campaigning that voice actors should learn about audio production and i think it is very very important very important very very yeah especially because the industry globally is you know shifting gradually to home studio yeah. setups as uh, yeah. 2020 the lockdown really exposed us to the necessity to have home studio setups and a lot of us have adopted that i'm speaking from my home studio and i keep working every day to make sure that i have a better recording space but beyond the mm-hmm. recording space aside from that you need to know how to produce yourself self directing yeah. is a thing that comes with you know owning yeah. uh, owning a home studio let's yeah. talk about production how did you understand the technicalities for production in voiceovers okay uh yeah i think um, it starts from it's garbage in garbage out it's what you have that you can produce if you have no clue of what a voiceover a proper voiceover should sound like even if you can use the door at best you come out with i mean nonsense <laughs> you know because uh, what you don't know you can't produce 
that is why it is not the finest of pianists, if you're in the world of music, that are the best of producers in the music production. In fact, those who play the piano too much they are really very good. They may have limitation making music because there is that bias for the instrument that they love. And, you know, mm. the, the, all of their concentration is just on it. But if you have a mind that can put music together, which is an element of every instrument, as you say, okay, let everything sound just like one. Because when you mm. begin to notice the taste of a spice in a steel, then it has spoiled that steel. The beauty mm. of adding any spice to any stew is to blend such that you can't even tell the taste, but the food is tasty. So, but mm. by the time you can now notice and say, oh, it is um, curry they use. It is, this is the curry. Once you can taste exactly the thing, then you have spoiled. So the whole concept of voiceover is such that you must know what a proper voiceover should sound like. Um, I mm. listened to some voiceovers. They had a lot of reverb and they like, this is whack. The mm. fact that that plugin is there does not mean you should use it. That is not the purpose. Um, voiceover, you should still be clear, you should still understand, except you are making creative or dramatic voices, you want to make oral or something, say, hey, you cannot start saying, okay, let me add this. But you are talking normally, you're advertising for a telecommunication, for instance, or a radio station or a real estate company, and then you are adding effect to your voice. For what? You know, so it, it is more of what you know that mm. you'll be able to do with the tools yeah. that you have. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So like you mentioned, every serious voice of a talent must learn how to use at least one door that mm. you're familiar with. Uh, by the way, those who are listening to us, you know, DOM is digital audio workstation. Audio workstation. Uh, whichever really? one you want to use, um, is it Audition? Is it Samplitude? Is it Logic Pro? Is it Pro Tools? Is it Reason? Is it um, FL Studio? FL. Cubase, yeah. a lot of them. Whichever yeah. one you're familiar with. Like yeah. for me, I used Cubase. Audition is the most general. You know, and cool edits, in days of cool edits before they are wiped, I don't think they exist again. But the things I would do with Cubase, some persons may, until you do a lot of research, you may not realize that you can do the same with Audition. And so it's just to identify, because these tools have similarities. In fact, they're usually more like the same thing. It's just mm -hmm. that where you can find a particular feature on one door, maybe what another place you know, in another door. In another but door. once you know the way they work, reverb is reverb on any door. Delay yeah. is delay on any door. Oh. Flanger is flanger on any door. Equalization is equalization on any door. You know, multiband yeah. is multiband on any door. Compressor yeah. is compressor, maximizer, you know, deezer, exciter. All of them, they are <laughs> the same. But yeah. if you don't know how they work, you won't be able to use them. So I would recommend and advise every voice of a talent, you know, listening to this podcast, just find a place to learn or you can mm -hmm. school yourself. And that is the reason why I started the bootcamp. I, it's not because I want to teach somebody how to do voiceover. In fact, that's why somebody who's already practicing, a practicing voiceover artist can come to a bootcamp because it's not so much of trying to show supremacy of voice. Mm -hmm. Nobody can mm -hmm. have your kind of voice. Your voice is unique to you. But let me mm -hmm. help you so that you can make 100% of the money by teaching you how to edit your own voice. You know, record, edit, mix, and master your voice. 
Because if you are a fine voiceover artist and you cannot use the tool and you go to another place for them to record you, they can even damage your works. And then by the time they are, you are done, like, what? this is not me. I mean, what did you add to my voice? Or what did you remove from my voice? Before I could allow somebody to record me, it took a while. It's just one of the mm. one guys that I'm beginning to train to give me the kind of feel. Because if you listen to my voice and my voiceovers, you can't really see any difference. It's almost the same thing. I don't yeah. believe in, you know, you talk, or your voiceover, they're listening to it, and then this other person, they're wondering, is he you? Is he somebody else? You know, I try as much mm. as possible to sound exactly like even when I'm done adding anything because the things I'm putting is just to enhance it, not to do the job for me. Hmm. It's just to beautify what I already have. Hmm. So I advise hmm. every voice of a talent, learn it. It doesn't, I mean, in one month, Max, one, you, are, you are a slow learner in one month. You should be able to hmm. do something. You, you are have a way of saying a lot of things, you know, just cool deadly. So I would advise anyone who is interested in knowing about um, audio production and you've not really even known anything, listen to all what has been said so far. You know, I was going to ask a question about what are the things that people interested in this field should pay attention to. I'm talking about production, but then you went on to mention those features or tools, right? Um, I don't know, you may want to mention some particularly, like I would say things like normalizing or compressing, um, the reverb, um, yeah. all of those things are really important, right? But sometimes you get to use doors, but certain plugins and other production softwares help you to kind of like make your production better. So which other production softwares or plugins would you recommend or do you use if you use any okay uh basically for me um was it depends on the job like um and then what i want to achieve but basically when i'm done voicing the first thing i apply is the maximizer um oh. you may not find it an audition maybe it will now come as a multi-band compressor, they are almost doing the same job. They are under dynamics, you know, that, I mean, the feel you want your voice to have is just mm. for clarity and then a bit more loud, clarity and a bit more loud. Yes, normalization will do the same for you. Your gain will do the same for you. So yeah. it's just yeah. knowing how all of these things works in that you can use A and I decide to use B and we still mm. achieve the same results. Now, when it comes yeah. to equalization, you know, the the, 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 the the frequency is from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. You know where your low frequency belongs, your mid-range, and then your eye. You know yeah. that when you are increasing your low frequencies, you are increasing the depth, the feel. Yeah. You know, you are increasing your, your eye frequency, you are touching the tweet. If you go towards the mid, then it gives you this low sound, like a megaphone. Mm -hmm. You don't want mm -hmm. that in your voice. So basically, push a little of your low frequency to give it that surround sound push a little of your eye to give it a tweet so there is a balance of it is grounded it's surround and it is crisp crisply clear so mm. a feel of both you know but if you just do the eye and then you leave the do the low and you leave the eye it is deep 
but it is not bright. If you do the mm. high and you ignore the low, it is bright, but it is not surround. So I go for low and high, and I keep the meat the same level. And then I you know agree. you have that and sound. So basically, but the rest of um, reverb, I hardly use reverb because there is no purpose for it. Except mm. I want to give a robotic sound somewhere. Maybe I've been talking, yeah. I'm talking, and then I just want to do you know some funny thing. I could just add it to just one line. And then for delay, maybe my payoff. But you know, some corporate hats, you don't even want to add, you know, delay because it makes it start sounding like a local, you know, yeah. it's not a revival <laughs> church. It's not, a, it's not a crusade. You're not a all these local. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. Just, you know, the voice was yeah. like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, okay. Scream. And I feel for them because um years from now they may not be able to use that voice again yeah. i voice the by jingles and it will amaze you that you want to see the same person especially the ones that i have to shout i try to avoid them because immediately i'm done with one i feel the pain in my voice, in your voice that's yeah. the truth a, a question that people will be longing to ask is the difference between mixing and mastering these are two words we get to hear when working production, but many people cannot yeah. differentiate the difference. So you've been into music production, voice of production, so you should know uh, very well what those two means. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. give us some clarity on that. All right. So um, mixing, just from the word mixing in English, is mixing, like mixing all the elements of your voiceover or your music together to come out with one sound. Sound, all right mm. um such that every element is not sounding separately you know i just told you about the production of the titan rise there's a background noise there is a you know you know spoon and then um, the dish you know coming together there's somebody talking there's music there and everyone is playing their role and none is trying to outshine the other you can give preference to them based on their importance in the production and that's mixing. You know, you have your multi-track, your voice is somewhere, this other element is here, this other element is there. I believe to say, give them the equal or different proportion in terms of volume, in terms of velocity, and say, okay, you guys, you know, you ambience, you can't overshadow my voice, just stay a little below. You music, come a little above the ambience because I need you to create a feel that is a party. You voice, you are the main character here, go up than any one of them. You spoon, come at this other side, you know, that's mixing. Sometimes you want to pan, you want something to sound at the left speaker, you know, this one I want to sound at the right speaker. You yeah. know, you want to put effect only on the, the ambience, you don't want to put it on the voice, or you want to put it only on the voice, you don't want it on the ambience. So when you have your multi-track, which is mu- multiple tracks, like track one, my voice, track two, this, track three, this, track four, this, and you have like seven, 10 elements just for one, you know, voiceover job. The ability to mm. blend all of these things together is called mixing in the right mm. proportion. Now, when you are done and you have your mix down, you export them out as either an MP3 file or WAV file or OMF or AFF, you know, different countries and different standards that they want their, you know, files to be exported. Then you go to the mastering. There, Every door has a mastery preset. So that mm. once you click on that preset, bam, and drop your audio, 
it touches it up, you know, just like a, a cake mold, you know, mm. you, you put the flour, everything in it, you know, it just gives you that shape. But if you also know what you want, your overall um, um, uh, output to sound like, which is the mastering level, just okay, let me master it for this so, so, so decibel, you know, maybe mm. when you don't mix it down, you, everything you have is just maybe um, 2.3 MB. By the time you are mastering, and then you start adding the exciter, you know, the multi-band processor, which is overall yeah. on your stereo file, you know, the whole the, the output coming out now as stereo file. You know, these little, little things you have to boost the overall um, perception yeah. of the sound is the mm. mastering. Now, mastering is very delicate in that people can do a good mixing and spoil it at mastering. Mm. So what I advise is don't try to add too many things to your mastering. Let it be majorly about the boosting, overall boosting, you know, of the wave file, you know, to make your element come out more loud. Not necessarily to now tweak what you have done. It should not make it sound different. It should only enhance it and make it sound better. So by the time you are mastering and then you are now adding things or necessary things, it's like you have done a beautiful painting and then you splash paint on the old drawing again. Hmm. So one needs to be careful at mastering level to say, what are the most important thing? Usually there, whatever you need to add that boosts your overall volume and feel or the velocity of your production is what mastering should be about. You know, how it sounds from one um, output to another. If you play it on a hmm. small phone, how does it sound? You play it, sometimes you are in the studio, you are deceiving yourself. What you are playing, you sound good. You are sounding deep to yourself. Yeah. And then you play it. You play it on another device. Like, who is this rabbit? Is it the same person? You know. So yeah. we we recommend that when you are mixing or you are at mastering level, you sample it on different devices before your mm. final submission. So you can play it mm. on the home theater speaker. Home theater speaker will deceive you because it's designed to give you. A, theater feel yeah so yeah um, yeah so you work you work with your monitor your studio monitor, your studio monitor. Based, uh, based on your capacity if, if you have uh, money for something small or big it's still the same job just go for a good you know quality from a a, a reputable you know company or brand you know i have quite a number of them that i've used over the years from the krk to the you know krk rocket to Hemodio mm. to Presodos to uh, Beringa Truth. I mean, there are a lot of them. So yeah. just know, and then these speakers have different behaviors. So mm -hmm. if you're using Yamaha HS8, for instance, uh, it gives you a feel. Some of them have more, they boost more of low frequency. And then mm. you play it on another monitor, it's not sounding exactly the same. So what do you mm. do is just listen on two, three different devices. Once you are satisfied with what you are hearing, then you can go on. There are jobs you produce on your system uh, when you're in the studio. The background, the bed, is normal yeah. to you. By the time yeah. you play it on phone, it's looking like the bed is struggling with the voice, wants to overshadow it. So you have to go yeah. back to the studio yeah. and say, okay, you know what? let me bring down the bed. My voice is most important, you know, on this job. So hmm. those are the dynamics. <laughs> wow. You really, I mean, you, did, you literally schooled us on mixing and mastering and i know there's still a lot to this um all of this that we're talking about is in sounds once you can understand sound 
production. You need to train your ears to understand, to yeah. understand your Air own training. role. Yeah. Um, even Mike, you know, you just talked about monitors. Understanding the kind of microphone that you use, if it's dynamic, if it's condenser, um, yeah. if the way it captures um, sound, yeah. if it's the um, receptive ability. Yeah. Um, some mics are unidirectional, some are bidirectional, some are omni. I mean, you don't want yeah. to use something that is omni in the studio, you've made to mess up your audio. So, something bidirectional will be fine. That's what most condenser mic comes with. You know, microphones are you know, design based on their receptive ability and structural designs. These are some of the things we teach on our bootcamp mm. or at our bootcamp rather. And so, okay, microphones Sometimes. as transducers that convert, you know, you know, acoustic energy to electronic energy and then understanding mm. how each of these mics work. Yeah. So that yeah, you just don't go and buy you saw one microphone that is shining. You know, people <laughs> like this, this one that is good <laughs> with USB cords. I don't laugh at them. Say, oh yeah, my God. Know. I tell you, I told somebody what day I said, and, and this is supposed to be a joke anyway, but there's a bit of truth in it that the moment you see those very shining ones, especially the gold ones, just run. <laughs> no, it's, because for, it's, for, it's for costume. A lot of them are, um, sorry to say, Hey guys, so here is a quick commercial. Well, if you're in Nigeria and you're probably just starting voiceovers or wanting to get into voiceovers or you're already doing voiceovers, but you need the right quality audio equipment, mics, monitors, headphones, audio interfaces, and so on, Coded Voiceovers is the plug for you. We consult, sell, and distribute quality audio across Nigeria at the best prices. If you want to make a purchase or find out more, send a mail to codedvoiceovers at gmail.com or a WhatsApp message to plus 234-906-087-8154 plus 234-906-087-8154 or just send a DM to us on Instagram at codedvoiceovers. And the best part is, wherever you are in Nigeria, you'll get your gears delivered to you in less than a week. All right, so let's get back to the podcast. You need to do a lot of research, but we can go on and on and on and talk about Mike's uh, production and all of that. Let's get into, there's a story I would like you to tell. I'll put that for, I'll save that for last because it's an interesting story of how you made your first million in voiceovers. Let's talk about the voiceover bootcamp. Okay. Why did you create the bootcamp? Yeah, um, I, I, like I always say, the boot camp is the first we've had in Nigeria to date, except somebody starting tomorrow. I know there is voiceover academy, there are workshops. There are, I said, what we want to do is a boot camp. And if mm. you look at what boot camp, it means intensive. It means, you know, strictly practical, hands-on. So I, I don't want to come and tell people um, the, you know, this is out of voice. I'm, it's not so much of that. It's mm. so much of how to make a voiceover and that's why that's mm -hmm. the ideology we had in mind when we wanted to you know start the boot camp and that has been the focus at our boot camp you know so we bring mm -hmm. an array of voice virtues aspiring voice virtues together in fact when we had the first two editions we collaborate with radio stations who send in their you know their staffs actually two of their staffs each particular those who, who, is, who are partnering with us to learn it. So I know that you can speak good English. Fine. You have done some voice about it. Beautiful. Can I show you what I've learned over the years on mm. how to make a good voiceover? 
and how to create it yourself. Not necessarily, I mean, you got a gig, you have to rely on the producer and your radio station until it's available, you can't do anything. Or you go to this person, your voice, you know, put down your voice, two, three days, you're still calling him, he's telling you he's busy. I want you to be able to do something for yourself and possibly start off your home studio. That is the focus, you know, for voiceover bootcamp. And it's mm. always intensive. When we start from morning till 6 p.m., I tell you, we are still on it. I mean, our mm. students usually come and like, it, there is no single set that don't say, no, thank you, Mr. Charles. We had too much. You know, you, you literally give us more than we paid for because there are enough information, you know, to give out. So the bootcamp mm. is majorly for people already practicing voiceover, you know, or who are aspiring voiceover artists to be able to own it, own the craft themselves, and be able to do everything there is, you know, to voiceover without needing anyone. Yeah. That is the ideology for the voiceover. Uh, and we've had, we had, we've had three editions. We had two in the background. We had the last one in Lagos. It, it was fantastic. And um, we've always been having Peter Baker on every session. He's a veteran voiceover talent based yeah. in England, over 40 years experience in the broadcast media industry, worked with BBC and voiced, I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of voiceover across the globe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll be we'll be taking thousands for someone in the stature of uh, Peter Baker. If you just go on YouTube and type Peter Baker, you you would understand what we're talking about. In case you don't know I mean, him, yeah, yeah, he has over a hundred thousand subscribers on his YouTube. <laughs> yeah, great. I I love what you're doing with the bootcamp. Something I'm curious to know because I remember the last one you did was in Lagos. Uh, that was about yes. last month. For for people who aren't in Nigeria, or who aren't um, opportune to get to the location physically, do you have an online online form or an online platform? Yes. Uh, for the first time, this? for the first time before this year runs out, we're already planning to have the first ever virtual experience of the bootcamp. Great. So instead of the one day thing we do, we are doing three days this time um, because I know we can't have the full stretch of the whole day online people will be tired you know so we are trying to break it down to three days um it's going to be like a night session just like we're talking now but around this time you know day yeah. one day two day three and then we're gonna you know give certificate to every of our trainees we're also going to be having practical sessions um i also used to give my samples my some of my plugins to my students i give them books on how to get jobs as a voiceover talent all around the world, we have almost a hundred websites paid and you know free ones that they can leverage on to get jobs. Um, what else do we do? And then we issue certificate. The certificate is carrying voiceover bootcamp Nigeria and voiceover masterclass UK. You know, we got that mm. approval from Peter Baker, voiceover masterclass, to you know endorse the certificate that we issue to our students at the bootcamp. And that's what we have been doing you know, in the last one year. Great. Uh, fantastic. A lot of things that you've mentioned. I'm going to try as much as I can to drop the links in the description of the podcast. So for people wondering how they can connect, you will be finding links in the description. Plus the viral video we're talking about the other time, same will be dropped in the description of the podcast. Uh, before we go, 
Yes, let's talk about million naira gig <laughs> or how you made your first million because this is very interesting. I, I read a little bit of that story and I'd like you to share it with me and the audience right now. Okay, so I, I would say your audience are going to be better hearing this first before the event I'm holding. <laughs> because um, it's supposed yeah. to be on the 17th of October. But this I is mean, exclusive. <laughs> so yeah. I think it was 2013. I was writing my final exam in school, and um, a friend reached out to me and said, "You are a comedian." Because I used to be a comedian. I didn't talk about that. You're a comedian. You also have a studio. We want to create something. Our company just got a job. In fact, he didn't know the details. He just said, "Come around. You're a comedian. We need a comedian." who also has a studio. Because if we get any comedian, we still have to pay somebody who has a studio and is going to be charging us more. But you fits into that role perfectly. Can you come to our office? So I got there. I met these two old men in their 40s. Um, and at that time, when, when somebody is in their 40s at 2013, you can imagine. You know? <laughs> and yeah. you know, they said, we learned that you're a comedian. Um, can you do this for us? There's this contract we got with MTN Nigeria to create jokes, Akos Chronicles. Mm. At that time, Akos was going viral. Akos, Akos. Yeah. You start reading um, different articles, different papers. You see Akos. Akos will be yeah. playing this role. I mean, before this internet sensation, there was nothing like Instagram um, that superstars then. You know. As a and, sorry for continuing here. I remember having the app dedicated to Akpos jokes. That was how serious Akpos was back then when comedy online, I mean, skits and all of that wasn't a thing. So yeah. I just wanted to emphasize. Go on. Yeah, so Akpos joke, yes. So they called it Akpos Chronicles. So we found, you know, they would go online, gather all the scripts for me because the jokes were in scripts. You just read and laugh. <laughs> so they wanted yeah. somebody who could bring it to life, who could play those characters. And then I fit the role. And I remember on that table that day, they say, okay, what do you charge per studio session? And I said, my studio session is 10,000, then production is 10,000, then voiceover this, and then uh, times, uh, how many sessions are we going to need to produce 1,500? I wrote a bill of 11 point something million. Wow. And then they laughed at me. They laughed. They said, <laughs> that I'm not being realistic. Uh -uh. Would they even make up to that in this project? You know, this and that. I should go and repackage that should be realistic and write and come back. And, you know, I brought it down to, to I think, oh, something over a million. Yeah. Close to two million. Okay. I brought it down. I don't know how they did that for me, but I mean, obviously, nobody can try that with me again. You know, but <laughs> for me, it was about the money. At least a yeah. million. Let's go. So I took it up <laughs> and. And they gave me 21 days, which is three weeks, to produce 1,500 skits. Wow. And to produce 1,500 skits, I know weekends for me cannot work. They're usually fixed because of my commitments, you know, spiritual commitment and all, you know, weekends. So I have only Mondays to Friday to work, which means if I divide Monday to Friday, it's 15 days. I must produce 500 per week to produce hmm. 500 per week, I must produce a hundred per day. To achieve a hundred a day, you know, I must be able to do 15 the day, 15 the night. I mean, if you have a vision, they say your vision or your goal must be smart, you know, specific, measurable, 
achievable and time bound, realistic and time bound, the acronym SMART. So I hmm. broke it down and said, okay, even if it's looking big, 1,005 is a lot. If I'm able to do 50 during the day and 50 jokes in the night, I will, I'll, I'll pull it off. And so I started producing. I mean, the first time I said, we are going to start something. I remember they gave me, it made the first deposit of 500,000. That was big for me. I mean, hmm. coming together at once at that time, you know. <laughs> so wow. I just went to, I, you know, bought petrol. Thank God I just I had equipment I had to do. Bought petrol in my gen. Got two of my friends. You know, you'll be acting a boss wife. You'll be acting a boss junior brother. If I need you to act another role, I will tell you. For me, I could play a course and play multiple roles. I think that was where the this characterization come, came in for me. Because mm. I, I didn't need too many people so I can keep enough profit. So mm. I had to play different roles about the same time. And that wow. was it. Working, working day and night. Working day and night. I opened the studio at 8 a.m. I shut down at 6 p.m. I go home and shower. I come back and resume night again for 10. I close at 6 a.m like back to back back to back wow. like that wow and within 21 days you created 1500 um comedy voiceovers yes oh, damn i i it's it's hard to imagine me what you must have gone through but then crazy, you got your but first the money was good money was good <laughs> wow the money and was my a- motivation that's you that's know, and then you know they called mm. they called me later in the year like ah oh, guy you know what you did for us you know that we like to do it again but you give us rebate this time but at that time my eyes are open like no mm. no and and that's how we didn't continue with it but they already made the money because I learned that we we're going to move their materials to the other uh, telecommunications mm. you know that's what I heard and then you know how many billions I mean let me not say billions they say hundreds of millions of yeah, subscribers yeah. that yeah. you know. MTN alone yeah. has. And then to listen to one joke, even if you don't listen to the end, I think that time was 20 naira or 30 naira. So yeah, it was it was crazy. There now multiply that money. by 1,005. You see, you should be rolling in millions because the royalty of the usage fee, all of that, I, I guess the, those were things that, you know, wasn't in contracts yeah. as of the time you got the store. We didn't do so, all of this paperwork. This point of our conversation is one of the things that drives me to do what I'm doing. Um, there needs to be a lot of education in the voiceover industry, particularly in Africa and in Nigeria, because we are still catch up with um, what's obtainable in Western countries, especially in the US and the UK. Uh, we need to learn the business side of voiceover the technical side of voiceover. I think we've been doing a lot about talking about how to do voiceovers, right? How to produce voiceovers. But when we go to the legal and the business side of voiceover, talking about contracts and all, a lot of us are still noticing that field. And mm. um, I believe we're, we're coming into the consciousness. We're, we're beginning to understand how they work, especially for people who interface with uh, clients internationally using pay-to-play platforms, voiceover websites, and all. So for those listening again, I encourage you, learn these things so that you wouldn't make the mistakes some of us made in the past. Just like the, the one million, it, it seems like a, a lot of money, right? But in retrospect, you know that you made a huge loss. Of on course. That deal. Yeah. Of course. 
Really, it's been interesting talking to you. I've taken your time and I must appreciate you for sharing all of this with me. Uh, just okay. before I go, what are your top three voiceover genres, the type of voiceovers you love to do the most? And then you give us your advice for up-and-coming voice talent. Okay, so for me, I think I do well. I love commercial. I love um, maybe trailers also. Mm. And then maybe a bit of corporate, uh, yeah, sometimes. But I love something that allows me express myself well. I don't like something that is too formal. <laughs> so that's why corporate will come last for me. But I love commercial. Mm. I love the fact that I can come in from different angle, you know, for it. Um, then the trailers help me to also do a lot of creativity with my voice. For corporate, is just straight to the point. You just want to give it clean clear and the way it can be understood not necessarily adding too much of drama audiobooks um, a bit of it but the first three will be commercial trailer and then corporate your advice to up and coming talent yeah i'd love to advise every upcoming talent listening to me that um, you can be all that you desire to be those who are superstars today they were novice yesterday keep believing in yourself keep learning the ropes Apply yourself to every opportunity that can help you become better. Every day you wake up, you know, strive to be better than the way you slept last night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the sky is the starting point. It's been a great one hour plus with you. And you shared so much knowledge and wisdom. For people who want to reach out to you, connect, give you um, voiceover jobs, or even learn from you, how can they reach out to you? All right. Um, my email address, voiceoverbootcamp at gmail.com. Voiceoverbootcamp at gmail.com. Um, on Facebook, Alade Charles. On Instagram, Ebby Boss is spelled H-E-B-B-Y-B-O-S-S. H-E-B-B-Y-B-O-S-S. There is a line you can send WhatsApp message. I don't know if that is allowed. It's just um, a text. Not mm. call plus two three four eight one five eight six three nine six six eight. And you can drop a message or you do a mail to voiceoverbootcamp at gmail.com. I, I, I will be there anytime to respond to your message. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to help by putting all of that in the show notes. That's the description under this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, you just listened to my guests an expert voice actor, audio producer, radio manager, who goes by the name Charles Alade. Yeah, I, I'm sure if you listen to this point, to this episode, you must have learned a lot. I would also endear you to share this podcast with other voiceover enthusiasts in Nigeria and outside Nigeria, internationally in the continent as well. Let people learn about voiceovers and um, grow. And uh, with this said, this is the end of today's episode. I'll say keep learning and keep voicing. Thank you so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, leave a comment and tell someone about it. Follow the podcast on everything videos on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.